What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more insect glass in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. So we are back from vacation, which is a great thing, but this week we are continuing our conversation from uh, the week before with our buddy Creston and the band Alt-95. This week is uh, the second half of that conversation. Is yep. that right, Dan? It is. It is. And the theme that have emerged in the second half, and it's going to be the title of this episode, is Does the Audience Care? And it was really like, it became almost a mantra by the end it, of the it conversation. It really did. It was so cool. And it was. I was so inspired that um, there's actually a brand new piece in the merch store yeah. uh, with that very slogan on it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the feedback we've heard from Creston on the, on the Patreon Slack is that that's been coming up at their rehearsals and stuff like that's they've been asking themselves does the audience care like a bunch of times are we what are we down some rabbit hole that the audience has no idea about yeah yeah so if uh if you feel inspired by the end of that go check out the merch store uh there's some fun stuff there with that said let's go ahead and get back into the conversation with creston and alt 95 out of cleveland ohio yeah all right so um Going through the list, they say you, you guys feel like you've got some, there's some things that you feel like you need help with. And I think we're probably at that part yeah, of yeah. the conversation. Um, under this, it says socials, content creation, promotion, and building a client list. And then just kind of like booking shows and that kind of thing. So I, I think that's that's probably the next place that we need to, uh, to dig into. Um, so... You know, we both kind of scraped all of your social media and your website, and there was a, a couple of things that uh, jumped out at me initially. Um, and some of them were just kind of like nitpicky things, but there were some there were some other stuff. Uh, like specifically on your website, you have a thing that says, "Do you have a tech writer?" And it says, "Yes, it's right here." And there's no link, and so they can't download that. Um, but like beyond that, there was. Uh, the one thing that I was really missing on everything on your website, on your Facebook and on your Instagram, there's not a stitch of footage. There's not a stitch of audio. And it's like, I want to believe the the things I'm reading and I want to dig like my favorite picture of like from the band was the one of you guys sitting just at, at a table at a bar. Like that's, that's my favorite one. It's good. Because it shows you as people. Yeah. Um, but I don't have any concept of what you sound like or what the what the experience is going to be like. So, you know, I know you guys haven't played a show yet, but there, there are things that you can do, you know, in the meantime to kind of fill that gap. Um, any sort of audio, um, even if it's just recording rehearsals and stuff, like would, would, would help um, get what you're all about out there. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It could literally just be your logo with some audio under it. Um, well, I can share with you great I can share what I've done. So we Spotify. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm in the same place. I'm in the same place as you are. You know, I, I'm I'm a brand new project and coming out cold, right? So we recorded some multi tracks in the practice room, and I mixed them down and made them sound great. And I actually used DistroKid to put them up on all the streaming platforms were on Apple music and Spotify and all the others. Uh, and I have spread our links around to, to people and they sound, I mean, I'm not a professional sound engineer, but they sound fairly professional. It's a good representation of what we do. I have a couple of times walked into places and said, um, 
let, let me see your, your, you know, I noticed they're playing music off Spotify. I was like, let me, let me just see that. And I put our tracks on, <laughs> on the house system. <laughs> it was just a, kind of an aggressive move, but you know, it worked yeah. like, like, Hey, this is us. Check us out. This is, you know, you should have us here. Um, so that's one way just to, to, to get out is to, to take recordings of what you're doing, which right now isn't shows or, you know, um, the other thing I did was I created for myself a house party, a house show on a friend's back porch, literally, um, to do a bunch of video capture and start making those, those marketing pieces. I brought my fog machine and, you know, my Chauvet gig bar with the shiny lights and everything. Um, and it looked amazing. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that is a, that is a, a thing I would encourage you to spend some effort on is getting collateral together that shows you actually, you know, delivering the goods. This then, is, uh, yep. sorry, go ahead, Adam. Uh, so, and, and once you have that, go ahead and go into your bio and take out the part that says that you are brand new. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you formed in 2021, yeah. that's cool. But like, don't put 2022 if you're trying to, you know, book shows this year. Yeah. You don't have to say, you don't have to say it at all. Yeah. You guys, for all right. we know, you guys have been together for, you know, seven years and you're just kind of rolling through town. So, um, a lot of times with bios, people feel compelled to like share too much and, and you, you get to control the narrative. So Creston was born at a very early that, age. He began yeah. playing music when he was, yeah, don't do any of that. That's yeah. it's unnecessary. Nobody, nobody's going to read it. Websites and, so, and social media are to make you look cool and that's it. Yeah. Um, Dan, I completely agree with, with what you're saying that those are conversations that we've had. Um, we've kind of been in a position where, um, excuse me. Um, we've kind of been in a position where we're very focused on, on getting ready for the first gig, um, to where we've kind of, I feel like we've ignored some of that. Um, our idea was in, we rehearsed in Brad's basement, um, and it's it's tight right you know there's a cow mill around the kit and you know the whole shebang it eats up a lot of space but our idea was we've got several phones iphones that have good quality cameras i've got a gimbal i got a dji right um gimbal and we've got a gopro and um we can you know, uh, our whole thought was to take a rehearsal. And I think at this point, it's probably going to be our first rehearsal after the first gig. And we can put up a bunch of stationary cameras. And then I can have my wife with the gimbal or something, you know, just moving around and getting different cool shots and just you know, let it record, let it roll, just get cool shots. We can edit out whatever. Yep. Um, I've been in that scenario before with other bands where I've had like three, four cameras, you pull it all into final cut, and, you know, exactly. you do your thing. Yeah. And I, I actually, I told Brad last night, um, after, after we had our band meeting about the set list, I was like, look, we need to start recording our rehearsals, um, for two reasons. Um, one, because we need content, right. Um, and that's where, that's one of the things I put on that sheet that we really need help figuring out, like, we need to create content, right? Because it's a content game online, right? You can't just, you know, like so many people, like Schulte talks about all the time in the Slack channel, right? And and on the different episodes that he's on, like, you can't just share your Facebook event anymore, yeah, right? 
like you can't just do that anymore. You, you've got to share the ad, like the copy, the post, or whatever you make, right? It, it can't just be the ad. Um, and that you need content to push out to people because people want to see video, they want to hear audio, they want, you know. Um, so I think that's a thing that we really need just kind of like ideas on different things to create outside of, hey, we're rehearsing in a room, you know, whatever. Um, and that was love, kind of our idea love. with a bunch. Sorry, what was that? Oh, no, sorry, Chris. I was going to say, I love the backyard, um, um, the backyard concert idea. I think that's that's a fabulous idea. That's, yeah, the, uh, that's a killer I, I, idea. I, I've got a, I know a couple of people with great backyards that like would put that would perfectly okay. would perfectly fit that, that sort of scenario you know and like you, um, can, you can control the lighting you can control the you know all that kind of stuff yeah. and like you can, exactly. you can make it it's got lights yeah yeah that's great um, great, yeah. great so absolutely yeah um but yeah we definitely i mean we definitely need help on on that end um but yeah, and I've mentioned before, Dan, you gave me the idea with the Spotify thing. Like I've used DistroKid before in like original bands and stuff like that. But I didn't realize that you could just be a cover band and like DistroKid handles all that. Yeah, the licensing, they, the they whole nine yards. You can just send it up and yeah. It's super easy. Um, so I think, yeah, I think that's going to be a big step for us. Because like I'm sitting here, like I can just take my, we can record it straight from the X32, mm-hmm. right? But I can also just bring my Mac mini over and plug a monitor into it and just dump it all straight into tools yeah. or whatever. And yeah. 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 You know, I, I'm not sure you need to get, you know, all that creative. I think, I think, you know, Hey, here's what's coming. Here's what we're cooking in the re- practice room, like inside look kind of, you know, I think that's plenty. I think a few of those over a few weeks would start to build something. Yeah, I think you're kind of getting wrapped around the axle of the production quality type stuff. Like with content, it's not that's not at all what that's about. What people are looking for are they're looking they're looking for the people yeah. that are making the music. Yes. And whether or not they can, you know, relate to them. So don't worry about production value. If it's literally if it's phone audio with two of you playing acoustic guitars, that's enough. You could literally this is just off the top of my head. This one's on the house. Playing Wonderwall in just random parts of the city, or like going into mm-hmm. going into a public place and just starting to play Wonderwall, just just like somebody with a with a phone and an acoustic guitar, just go into like just busting five it places. Out. Today is right. gonna be play the, the day. riff. I'll do it all day. And that's yeah, it. I'll do it all day. Yeah. Any day, all day, every day. <laughs> I think it's great. That's all. That's th- that's content. So again, don't get don't get too caught up in the this is it's it's this is the 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 trap that that everybody gets into is that well as soon as we get this we'll, we'll be ready as soon as you, you oh, you're past that yeah if you've got an iPhone yeah. you've got everything you need yeah yeah so, and, and content is a quantity game not a quality game nope because as soon as you as soon as you put seven videos out of you doing Wonderwall in seven different places it's you're on to the next suddenly game. that's like, a thing yeah yeah don't you don't yeah. have to be precious about it just. Yeah. Do something, see if it works. If it does, then move on. Yep. That's it. You guys are spitting wisdom. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Right we, we've done sure. this a few times. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the quality thing, that was, that was always like, I get super anal retentive about sound because as a guy with a degree in audio engineering, you know, I just, it's just my nature. Yeah. You should go, you know what? So you should I have go to on fight to- that. 
you should go to my TikTok account where I do a uh, a head to head with my uh, Apogee Element Twenty Four versus the uh, the Soyuz Mike Launcher in line. Nobody got it right. Nobody. And I like I've got guys who are like you know out in LA who are like full time engineers. Is that like a you know? is that like a cloud lifter type it, situation? Yeah, but it's like okay. but it's like it's got character. It's supposed to sound like an analog console. Nobody. You like it's got Cinemag transformers. You cannot tell the yeah. difference. Yeah. And and that's okay. with professional people. Again, we yeah. live in this this musician bubble where we think that the things that we think matter matter, and they don't. R- they just the, don't. The thing that blew up Schulte and the Pork Tornado, since you mentioned him, was like an afterthought. That video of um, Tennessee whiskey. Tennessee whiskey, right? That that he yeah. hate, he hated. They didn't like the way they recorded that song. Didn't feel good to him, and it exploded and it put them where they are. So, you know, it really is about just, and, and he put it out because like, well, I need something this week. <laughs> you know? That's it. So, all right. Just need something this week. That's the so game. That's a, so that's an excellent question. So how often should we be putting out new content of that type, whether it's just a video or, or whatever, how often should we be putting that out? And how long should it be? Like, is it sufficient enough that we're at rehearsal and I grab my phone and the gimbal and I pull it over and I'm like, you know, already, you've, you've already overthought it. Yeah, gimbal it's was too, too much. Late. It's too late. It's gone. The whole moment <laughs> you grab the gimbal and it's the moment ended. Yeah. It's okay. the, it's literally like the, Oh man, this is a cool phone. thing. That's it. People should that's, see this. That's how oh. many. All right, yeah. so you guys are both. You, raise your hand if you're a church guy, like play, like church player. You know how you are supposed to pray without ceasing. Well, that's what content creation is also. <laughs> content creation without ceasing. It's it's. I mean, in and uh, all pro, and there's no through line. There's nothing. You know, there's all this talk about like parent content where you make long form things that you can break down into short things that you can share on different platforms and different formats. But the fact of the matter is that every format, every platform has a different tone to it. And you just got to find a thing that works for you and the kind of thing that you can make. So if it doesn't mean you shouldn't try all of the things. So make some vertical video, post it on uh, Reels and see if it gets anywhere. Uh, Post it on TikTok, see if it gets anywhere. If it doesn't go there, try post it on Shorts on YouTube, see if it gets anywhere. If that doesn't work, put it on reels on Facebook. If see if that cuz like there's all of these different ways that you can you can kind of thread the needle, but unless you are sitting staring into a camera writing a script, just pick up your phone and talk into it. That's it. That's all you've got to do. And the more that you think about it, the less effective it's probably going to be i don't know how many times I, like if you go through uh, tiktok is is my time suck but like i remember when i first started like i was like green screening and like recording the audio and then doing all these overlays and like putting the lyric like and then i like it would get like 20 views and i spent hours of my life that i'll never get back on a 20 second video that nobody watched and then i sit in a private party sipping a glass of champagne that says they told me not to talk to anybody but i'm an introvert so i don't care 360,000 views just like that so don't overthink it you're I, overthinking it can i ask a question about this so, oh. no, no, go ahead, Chris. okay um i i'm despite being 38 i understand that social media is a game now do you guys find that 
getting engagement, getting likes, all that crap. Does, does that drive people to shows? Because in the at the end of the day, we're trying to pack bars and play shows. And I understand social media is a part of that, but my biggest worry is getting people to see us. Do you find that doing all this actually brings people to the show? Well, it depends on what you're looking for. Now, for we'll use uh, if you guys aren't familiar there's a guy named mike who is a part of kind of our little community he's got a band out of cedar rapids called the pork tornadoes um they were a i've mentioned them to these guys many times (laughs) they were a bar band that um you know just kind of got into the content creation game a little bit and this tennessee whiskey gig this tennessee whiskey video netted them like four million views on youtube and all of a sudden they're not playing bars anymore they're playing theaters they're playing stadiums like amphitheaters. They, 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 they sold out the um, baseball park in their town. They put a stage on the pitching mound and the whole stadium was sold out, including ground seating. Like these guys are suddenly enormous. They're, they're enormous like a touring act. I, I can believe that. I just can't help but feel that getting a viral video like that, it's almost like hitting the lottery. It is. Like you- well, but it, it, of course it is. But I mean, the, the thing about virality is that some of it can be, you know, manufactured hmm. or there is, there are tricks to manipulating the algorithm in a way that, you know, can get you there. But don't think that the effort put into those things isn't worthwhile because ultimately online followings give you a, a, um, a physical manifestation of the quality of your work. So if you want people, if you want to play at a, at a restaurant or you want to play at a venue, you want to play at a club, you want to play at an amphitheater, whatever, and you need to talk to a person or you need to talk to some sort of gatekeeper that, uh, holds that in their hands and you go, I think we'd be a good fit for this. The first thing they're going to check is your website and your social media. And if you've got, 40 followers, they're probably not going to respond. If you've got 8,000, 10,000 followers, they're probably going to be interested because it shows a couple of things. It shows that you are established to a certain degree. It shows that you have uh, a general um, sensibility and um, kind of with itness. I guess you could call it. Well, and, um, and that what that you're you, delivering you is, is popular, that people actually are mm-hmm. responding I, to what you're putting out, right? I understand that. I guess I wanted to actually ask this later, but um, one of my biggest fears, which I've experienced, is um, I call it the sophomore slump. You, you know, you play your first shows, and your your wife comes out, your kids come out, your aunt, whoever, yada, yada. Five shows later, they've all dropped off. Yes. And you're, you're still not a popular band. You're pretty new. But you're, you're a new band with nobody who wants to come to your shows anymore. Like, how do you make it through that to point C from A, from A to C where you are a popular band. So it, here's, here's what you do. You get people to shoot those first three shows yeah. and they, you now have footage of you performing to a packed house yep. that you put five to 10 second snippets on social media once every three to five days. Yeah. That, that's the point and of that backyard do- party, by the way, who do you think came to that? Um, dad. Yeah. 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 That's huge. I mean, and that's, I gotta be honest, like that's, 
I would love for us to do that for our second gig. We just booked a, a second gig at this place in town called Brothers Lounge. That's um, it's a it is a purpose built music venue. Bar in the front, piano bar in the side, in the back. It is a purpose built place for music. Nice. Killer sound. We've uh, Isaac because he's out of town. He's never played there. Chris, I'm sure you've played there before. Brad and I have played there a bunch of times. And I've actually played there in a different band where we had a ton of video shot with like the automatic, you know, moving, you know what I'm talking about? That yeah, thing, right? Yeah, and like yeah. a couple guys with cameras yeah. and the whole, you know, it was like five, six cameras and like got edited all together and ended up looking insane. And that's, you know, yeah. I was going to bring that up to the guys at some point. Like that's probably an ideal place to do that because I don't know how many people will get out to our first gig because <laughs> Honestly, we're not promoting the first gig that heavy, right? I plan on promoting the second gig heavier. The mm -hmm. first gig, like, yeah, we want people there, whatever. But it's also kind of a, you know, it's a shakedown run, right? Yes, yes. It's like, yes. are we all good on our ear mixes? Are our, you know, we're all on modelers. I have never used my Helix Live. Hmm. Never. Right. I'm building all my presets and making sure that everything's okay by measuring everything in luffs and looking at the RTA and logic and making sure that my highs aren't too high and my lows aren't too low so that, you know, Fletcher Munson curves come into play when it gets cranked up, that it's not insane. Like, so it's really this kind of like shakedown run, you know, mm -hmm. of like a new, that's right. like uh, you do with a new ship or something. You know right. what I mean? That's right. Right. But um, I, I would argue that the first thing that you should prioritize for that first show is looking cool because right. it doesn't matter if it sounds good. Yep. Yeah. Because okay. you guys play to tracks. You're playing to a click. You, you can go into the rehearsal space, record your rehearsal. It can be absolutely perfect. And then you lay that synced audio over that video footage and it looks and sounds great. And nobody who wasn't there would, would they're, they're not going to know the difference. That's right. So look cool. Yeah. Nothing else matters as much on the first gig than look cool. I mean, that's, that's right. not entirely not true, entirely but true. It's, it's prioritize it. <laughs> no, and I will if say, I can, you're going to lose no, okay. I'm going to lose 20 pounds in two weeks and we're going to be good. Yes. Go for <laughs> it. Me too. The, but, but your instincts about the second gig are right. Look, you want to leverage, I call it new band energy. You know, right. And you can, by the way, you can sell that into venues. Like, listen, we, we're all pros. We all know what we're doing, but this is a new project and all the wives and cousins and aunts and uncles are coming out. So you want to be the venue that gets that. So let's sell our first two or three gigs into this. I have, I have sold some stuff, some, you know, got some gigs on the strength of, look, we're a new project. You can trust us because we've been around as people, but this is a new thing and it's going to have some heat around it. Um, but for sure, you can also leverage that for getting really quality, you know, crowd engagement audio or, you know, video people dancing to you and like all of the stuff so that you, you want to, you want to parlay that. So I guess my question would be now, so we've looked at like, I'm, I'm really interested in, I really want to pick up the Mevo three camera. Right. I mean, to me, when I saw y'all talking about that, that was like a freaking revelation. It's amazing. I was like, this is incredible. It's amazing. Like, you know, um, and it seems like everybody in the group has been picking them up. Yeah. Uh, but like, so my question is outside of that, right. Is it really worth the, the financial outlay to hire some videographer type people to yes. come in and, and really shoot it like pro? Yes. Yes. 100%. Because like, 
you you don't know what you need and you have no way of articulating it while you're performing so hire somebody and they don't have to like even if it's just like two two camera ops or even one camera op with a couple of static cameras that would be better than you guys kind of guesstimating where you know the camera should be and what does or doesn't end up getting captured it's much better to have live human beings who have an eye for aesthetics and composition shooting those things for you than it is to just kind of you know run it like dan has those but you still hired somebody i did at at that backyard party i hired a guy who um i only had three at the time now i have six which is enough coverage for too many probably too many um but the the guy running around your pelican case i was like damn it's really I've, i've really gone all in um uh, but the dude with, and I will say he did have a gimbal, um, but he was able to like come in on, you know, me when I'm soloing or, you know, back on the bassist and catch her when she was in some moment. And that the movement of the camera adds a lot, even, even just that. And, and the guy, the guy I hired, um, he's new to the game and he was not expensive. Um, and with somebody who's really, really sharp at that have given me better video, Maybe, but the fact of him roving around catching good moments, um, it, it really elevated what I was able to make. So, um, the yeah. greatest piece of footage I have for my bands is a three second clip of a blonde girl standing by a bar in slow motion, putting her arms up over her head and closing her eyes and screaming. Nice. That is worth whatever I had to pay the camera ops for that hundred percent because i can put that in any single shot and that immediately goes these guys are fun it's a great party and hot yeah. blonde girls have a good time at their shows yep. and that's all and you can care cut about. that you can cut that into anything a hundred percent you can cut that into every single thing that you put anywhere yeah yeah and and so, that's my that's ask- always my direction my direction is i need you to do two things i need footage of us looking cool and people having fun mm-hmm. that's it Nothing else is important. We need so to look cool and they quest- need to have fun. So I guess my question is, and granted, you know, our markets are are very different. Um, I haven't been to Atlanta in years, but I, I know it a little bit. Um, what do you think is an acceptable amount of money? Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, right, if we were all blues lawyers, you know, look, like Brad and I are lowly tech dudes and whatever you know like yeah but whatever, you work for you work but, for churches don't you yeah either well, i'm for, a volunteer okay. brad works for the church right but what but, i'm saying um, is is that there's a plenty there's plenty of those guys who you know are in production that have the right gear that you could sweet talk with maybe a hundred bucks maybe a six pack of beer maybe both but like again you're not they're not cutting the video you're going to do that. Right. You you're know, just paying them to shoot, yeah. shoot footage. Yeah. A couple hundred bucks per person tops is all that should take. I paid my one guy. So like if, if we're spending, if we're spending more than five to $800, we're doing it wrong. Yep. Well, you 100%. should, I mean, I, okay. I would expect finished product for that. Yep. Okay. Unless you're wow. going to like a soundstage right. in, in do, doing motion graphics. Um, that one, that's band, a totally that one band I, that one band I played with got really ripped off. <laughs> 
Yeah. I've done it for less than that. Yeah. You know, I was in a band where the band I was in where they had the guys come out and shoot at the venue that we're going to play our second gig at charged that the charge. Like I was a hired gun for that thing. And, um, they charge those guys like upwards of $2,500. No, I would get, I would (laughs) want, I want full multi-track audio and motion. And I edited it in every, yeah, no, that's, yeah, no, I would have much higher expectations for that kind of price. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I, the good news is like you guys have like ninety percent of like everything that you need. Yeah. Your the regimentation, the documentation, the like the the work that you have been doing is not in vain. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, got- I, I feel like it, you know a, a, a lot of this conversation has been sort of aimed at what could improve the opportunities, but I think there's a lot that you're doing that's right. I think that you are thinking things through really well headed into your first um, you know exposure to the public. Um, so I think there's a lot, there's a lot here that, that is, that is really well set up. Yeah. So don't, awesome. you know, if, if, if you walk away with anything, just know that you guys are hundred percent on the right path. And most of the stuff that you're going to, you're just going to find this stuff out yeah. as you kind of go, because, yeah. you yeah. know, ultimately when you, when you are creating things in a vacuum, you know, the, your instincts are the only things that you have to work off of. Right. And, you know, the, the crowds and the, you know, your potential audience is going to kind of determine the rest. Yeah. And and you just you just kind of keep your ears open, you keep your eyes open, you see what's working, you see what's not. You know, this whole thing works best when you are I'm going to say something that uh, seems like it argues against the thing that I just said. <laughs> right? Um this this whole thing works best when you're iterative about it. When you Take out a show, learn from what happened, learn from what didn't happen, adjust, refine, bring the next show out, learn from that. So there is all this like great preparation up to the first show, but then you got to get on stage unattached. You got to get on stage like I'm here to do what I'm here to do and I'm here to learn from it. Um, and I and I hear you guys really, really set up for both. And it's, so it's, it's um, I'm really excited to watch you guys. Uh, develop and evolve and come out. It's, um, you know, I'm sure Crescent will keep us posted in the Slack group. Um, as, as things. Evolve. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a great, like that's I, so I've been trying without kind of telling everybody and dragging them into it. And I think Dan, you'll get this cause you're a software guy, right? I've been trying to run this band with kind of an agile scrum mentality. When I right? saw that the so song was called a backlog, sheet, I was like, Oh, somebody's in software. I think I, I think I get this. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been trying to do that with like, you know, minimum changes, right? Mm-hmm. What's the minimum valuable product you know, what's the minimum product, mm-hmm. right? What's, mm-hmm. what is the, what's the smallest changes we can make at one time and kind of keep building on everything as we go. Yep. Right. Like, yep. Yep. That's, and that's exactly the attitude you're taking. So you prepare, 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 get as ready as you can do, bring that thing out and then see how it does. That's the move. That's where you are right now. And it's just, it's so, it's exciting. It's a really exciting moment. I'm, I'm really excited for you guys. Um, We're excited. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Adam. Yeah. Adam, uh, best advice you can give to a front guy. Uh, well, this, well, is this like your thing that you, have you been like front in a group for a while? Or is this kind of like a new thing for you? This is, this is new for what I'm doing here. I've, I've done I've done some things before I was a singer songwriter in Nashville. Um, and it's, it's never been at this level before where we're really trying to like, it's just, it's a lot of, 
uh, first of all, I've never done the, the, the tracks, the way that we, the way that they're doing them. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's a, it's a new kind of experience. Uh, but I, I like it. It's just, yeah, it's, I guess maybe my biggest, maybe my biggest worry is that I won't, I won't bring enough energy because of how, how precise we have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, you know, it's, I don't, it's, I don't it's, feel like tracks are limiting in that sense. I feel like for me, it actually makes it easier because I can, I can goof off and not worry about stuff because it's going to take me where I need to go. Um, my recommendation for people who are not comfortable being front people just yet is sunglasses. It's the easiest way to, it's a good recommendation. to get around it. I, I have a, they, do make, they do make me look really, really fucking cool. That Sorry. Too. That's, I mean, it's all, that too. I, that too. I wear, I wear sunglasses uh, for my band's gigs um, until I can't. But like for the most part, it works on a number of levels. It, it, it doesn't look like I'm looking at my guitar neck when I'm working. And um, there's an aloofness to it that, uh, that definitely works. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't overthink it. I, I, have fun. I got another, if you have fun and it looks like you're having fun, that's, that's the most important thing. Yeah. And, and the, and then, so then the other thing, oh, how do I say this? When you notice that your attention is on you, take your attention off you, right? Don't have that be wrong. Don't have yourself be, oh, uh, oh, just screwed up. Just take your attention off you. Get your attention out there. Your job as a front man is to be out there and be connected with them. That's the whole job. There's really nothing more to do than that. And so the, the, and you will be, you'll be out there except when you're over here and then you'll be over here until you notice you're over here. And the minute you notice it, you're out there. So uh, that was, I know that was like some Zen nonsense. No, right I there, get but that. I, I, I can, I, yeah. Notice I when you notice when sure. you're here. I feel That's like Isaac can vibe with the Zen yeah. thing. No, notice yeah, when yeah. you're here. That's the whole mission. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, yeah, good. I get it. Cool. I have, uh, you know, like before we wrap up, I do have a question about tracks. And this is something that Brad and I have talked about. Um, just coming from a guy that's, you know, I've, I've been on tour. I've been on national tours running monitors. Um, I've done that. I, I've, I've, I run sound a good deal. And I'm wondering what is better and how do you handle it? Is it better to mix all your tracks down and send front of house? So, you know, we got a split, right? So we're just sending front of house, right? They get everything, whatever. It's not affected by us. Is it better to send them a left, right of your mix that you've already mixed down right and limited and normalized so that every set of tracks is the same level or is it better to send them like six seven however many right individual tracks you need to send them and then if you are sending them like i don't know where you get your we we pull all our all all of our stuff from karaokeversion.com yep and it's some of the stuff's hit or miss, right? Some of the guitars sound like absolute garbage. Yep. Some of them sound really good. Um, so, and, and the levels are different on mm-hmm. everything. And the last thing that I want to do is have some sound guy in a club who does this three nights a week and can give a shit have to worry about chasing, chasing faders 
right for our tracks. And so like my approach was going to be to sit down with Brad and Ableton and show them like how you can normalize things. Right. So that they're, everything's at the same level, like try to hit like negative 18 DB or whatever the zero VU equivalent is. And, and, and do that with like every track so that everything is a consistent volume that we're sending to front of house. Um, do you guys, do you guys, do you, do you do anything like that? Is it like, how do you handle that? Let me answer your question with another question. If you go through all of that effort, do you think the audience will care? No. Cool. Uh, we've we've done deal. it both. We've done it both ways. I've done it down to like a you know a split stereo, and um, we've got it split out now, uh, just so that things can be a bit more flexible because uh, rooms are different and spaces are different, and it gives our front of house guy, which we normally hire out and have somebody who does that you know for us, uh, more to work with. Um, but I, I don't expect that to matter to anybody but me. Got it. Answer, that was answer, the other thing too. It's like, I'm sorry to answer well, Brad's just, question. We 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 navigate an arrangement view because the way that we use markers, we don't have things split out that way. Um, and you can use the uh, we use the marker indicators to navigate through through the set. It's just easier that way for me and for our drummer. Uh, we we use Tiffany to tell us where we are. Yeah, you know Tiffany, right, Adam? Is she's is she one tooth? Yeah, one, one two. two. Yeah. That is one actually, two three four. We we verified yeah. that that's her name. She's a yeah. lady uh, in Nashville who recorded all those. That's funny. Um, but yeah, uh, I like arrangement you for that too, right? So you have the ability to. If someone comes up and requests a song. I can easily bounce to a song in the set. Yep. and then get back. Um, that works out really well. Yeah, the stream deck, you know, lets you do the thing where you can jump forwards and backwards and markers and stuff real quickly. So it's been uh it's a cool little tool yeah yeah i again i nice. i understand is i i understand you as a touring professional like under, like really wanting to get into the minutia of uh of the details and stuff i i just think that um with you guys kind of just being on the front of this kind of like situation uh i wouldn't get wrapped around the axle with well and, and even more than that details. listen i i've been i've been the bar band that does i've been the one bar band in my whole scene that does tracks and in-ears right and just that and i've only ever done the two track mp3 click on the left track on the right it's a mono thing you know that just compared to what we were competing against selling against that elevated us so far beyond what anybody else was doing um just to be on in-ears just to have some horns we could fly in you know um, so, you know, I think, I think if you, Adam, Adam can tell us if there's ever a point at which audiences care about that. And I think the answer we just got is no, um, for sure. Like where you guys are starting from festivals and bars and stuff like that, the details like that are, um, we're going to obsess over them cause it's our nature, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the reality is you know, what, what works is going to work. Yeah. And I need to take my own advice. Yeah. You do. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let me, um, so we, just I'm sorry, to, go ahead, Brad. Yeah. So just, we, I've done it both ways now. So I've done it where I bring in the whole shoot and match route, you know, 
uh, out to four or five different um, outputs so, uh, in a board uh, so that the sound guy does have control over that. And then in another band uh, I fill in with, by the way, Adam, your fill in uh, video that you posted a couple days ago, you know, like you want to be the first guy called that. That was a really cool video. And uh, I was going to comment on it, but I, you, know, you didn't comment it. I responded back to it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> so my yeah, like for a drummer, that that gig is yeah, it's infinitely easier for a drummer to chart out a handful of songs. I really admire a bass player, a guitar player, singer being able to go into a situation like that where you get a call on a Thursday, talk about set list on Friday, and play a gig Saturday night. That's so impressive. Um, but uh, so this band, uh, I'm sitting with a band on Friday night, and they they do left and right, and in ableton i really dig the simplicity of setting up my arrangement view that way right i mm-hmm. run it to the two channel scarlet run the uh out to them and then it's so much cleaner in arrangement view to just drop that one track in and not have to worry about yeah yeah I, for sure i i just wanted to i, I think um i the sound, I think, will be the sound, right? We'll normalize the sounds and everything will be cool. It's really about the flexibility of the sound guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Our front of house guy, does he have the flexibility to bring up a piano part that needs to bring maybe a little more center or front? I don't know. Yeah. Without, without watching. It's easy, there- it's easy to see the guitarist step forward to take a solo and know yeah. I need to ride that fader. But if it's coming from a track, like... I don't know. I don't know. If you have your own front of house guy, they could learn that. But a, a house dude, like, I don't know. I don't know. What's, do you feel like at this point and where we're at, there is a value in, if we go to play somewhere where we need to bring production, um, like Brad's got, <laughs> Brad's got these old JBLs that we've used for some stuff. It's like two fifteens and a horn, right? But you can't put them up on poles. So they're always just at the level. So the tweeters are just like right at everybody's ears, which is where you don't want them to be. Um, but, you know, they're passive, right? We cart a power amp and blah, blah. So I'm running sound for this fill-in gig on, uh, on Friday. I'm going to go to Guitar Center. Apparently, Guitar Center is really cheap to rent a PA for a night. Mm-hmm. I'm getting two 12s and an 18-inch sub for like 100 bucks. Yep. And I was like, damn, that's pretty good. Um so my question becomes on these gigs inevitably where we will have to provide production i'm okay eating the cost and not charging ahead not charging extra right because cleveland is very much still a hundred bucks a guy kind of i've heard you guys talk about a million times it's a hundred bucks a guy kind of deal right you know, you got a four-piece band, you're going to make 400 bucks. It's 100 bucks a guy, right? We want to get beyond that, obviously. Um, but so my question becomes, is there value at this stage in our development to hiring out a sound guy? We know some guys that we could call, like Brad, like we could call Jeff, right? Like a dude that we, you know, went to church with and has done all that, right? And he can bring out a system or we can rent some stuff and just hand him an iPad and he'd be fine. Um, is, is there value in that where we are right now? Or should we really just focus on 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 playing and getting people there and just 
handling it ourselves and like mixing from the stage. Uh, my thought around it has more to do with what is going to make you feel better. Hi, are you going, yeah. Are you going to stress out because you're trying to make sure the levels yes. are right? Been so, there, done that, hate it. Can't fucking stand it. So, I mean, that's that's going to be the determining factor. Okay, counterpoint though. I'm going to I'm going to quote you, Adam. Will the mm. audience notice? Will the audience notice if the uh if the band's stressed out? Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. That they might notice. That they might if notice. If I just if I'm up there and I Uno reverse card. Stress, <laughs> that was rather, good. Yeah. That was good. That was really good. That was a really good Uno reverse card. Yeah, well done. Um uh yeah. Okay. Fair point. All right. But I would say like if if they're if you're having to provide production, you you're gonna have to figure that the economics of that out. Yeah. You know, yeah. We've got I've got something coming up where like we're we're gonna have to bring a PA out and it's you know, it's kind of a low stakes gig and I'm not gonna hire somebody because it doesn't make sense to. Um and I don't and I don't think it's again, I don't think it's gonna matter. To me, ultimately what matters is like, do do I sound good? Like in between <laughs> these two, you know, monitors, if I sound good, then I'm going to have a good show. And uh but the last thing I want is for people to walk up to me while I'm trying to put on my good show and go, <laughs> that doesn't work for me. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, that for, those, for those of you me. listening to this and not watching, Adam just pantomime really somebody come, trying to talk to you while you're wearing in-ears. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's all yeah, none of us have the ambient in ears so no, no. <laughs> i mean i do and it it doesn't matter yeah. not at not at the level not at the yeah the the db I've, i'm running oh, somebody my hollering at you yeah yeah i like being in my right own world. Yeah. i do too <laughs> me too uh i love it yeah it's yeah. nice <laughs> i i i for the rest I, I really like you guys have had really thoughtful questions and like really feel like you you know kind of understand what's going on creston I I love your contribution is to this to this whole conversation. Yep. But every single question you ask from now on is going to be does the audience care? I think that's the, that's, I that's think the big takeaway. That's the head That's the big takeaway. That's a headspace headspace you need to be in. Yep. But that mean that that's for that's for you to this consider all these production questions. That's for this you to consider that's for you to consider for these production questions. That's for you to consider with the the uh, the content creation uh, strategy. Yeah. That's the way that you should consider the way that you're posting to social media in general. That's what you are. You guys are in the customer service industry, and your job is to be entertaining for your audience, whether it's online, in front of people, whatever. So, yeah, go into it with a with a, a an audience focused mentality and that's not by, by the way that's not to say that the audience doesn't care about some things sometimes the answer to that question is yes yeah uh, but again start there start start there. with start that there. posture yeah, yeah. yeah the audience cares about a lot less than you think but some things for sure if, a if, lot less if, than you think if brad wasn't on camera he'd be dancing right now <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm well aware of my of my own biases. And I was about to say, is this like one of those things where like you, you finally talk your spouse into going to like 
marriage counseling and they realize that it's all bad news for you, right? Yeah. Well, it's, it's part of why, like, you know, even with all that, like Creston, you've done a really, really, really good job of setting this band up to come out strong. And I'm, and it's just, it's really impressive. I'm really, I'm excited to watch the, you know, launch and flight path of this thing. Cause it's, it's, um, you've, you've done a lot of good thinking. I mean, how many bands, you know, go out of the way to make sure they get a coaching session from people who've been there. Uh, it's just, just really cool. It's really cool. I'm yeah, really, really impressed sure. with what you're causing. Yeah. We're all, we're all, we're all old enough that we want to do this for fun, but you know, after a, a year or so of slugging it out in, in bars and whatever, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously our ultimate goal is you know, I think it was somebody, I think it was somebody on the, I don't know. I don't remember if it was one of you guys or if it was somebody else that was, maybe it was Mike Schulte. I don't remember. Somebody said, and I've said this to the guys and I really believe it's true is that every bar gig is an audition for a private party. That's right. Yeah. It's, it, it, that's yeah. It's, it's a, um, it's a sales funnel. Yep. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, man, this is, you know, this has been really, uh, really eye opening, and I, as much as I appreciate the you guys saying like you guys are doing this stuff good, I really appreciate the criticism. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, and it's not bad. I don't mean that like it's bad criticism, right? I I appreciate the um, the straightforward like just like analysis of what we're doing, and I I realize it's kind of difficult because. We don't have anything really yet, aside for some <laughs> right. pictures that my wife shot, and, you yeah. know, whatever, right? Um, so I'm starting a TikTok tomorrow. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, That's Brian the, created a TikTok happening. during this meeting. I just want to say that, and 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 he did he he did just text me. Does the audience care? That's your mantra. That's your mantra. That's your mantra. That's the only question to ask yourself. That's that's how I'm gonna, that's how I'm going to move forward. Good. Good. Perfect. Tag me. I got plenty of tattoos. I'll add it somewhere. Hashtag <laughs> does the audience care? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. it, awesome. well, yeah. If you're looking, if you're looking for merch, though, you, you got this one. Tip the band. That's good. Love it. Tip the, dude, that's why I was asking you about. Uh, I think I asked you one day in in the Slack channel about getting uh, XLT shirts yeah. from threadless yeah because like if i if i buy if i buy a 3x right it'll fit right but it's gonna stop at my belly button and I, you know i'm not a thin guy nobody wants to see that yeah because like the first of all the i'd be rather i'd rather be listening to richard mark's uh shirt right that one's killer as is the defend dad pants yeah uh because brad needs one of those um i'm not a dad yet chris is so he could use one too, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah well, stuff. they, they keep adding stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if they start pulling in, um, different, different branding and different, you know, sizes and stuff. Cause they change their vendors all the time. So right it on. could happen. Yep. Sweet. Well, dudes, I, I really appreciate you guys taking the time, uh, out of your evening to, uh, to talk with us. Um, you know, we are available if you've got, you know, questions or anything, you can reach out to us uh, directly through any of the other channels that are out there. Um, I, you know, you guys are going to figure it out on your own. And, you know, whatever we've 
hopefully we can provide some, you know, some guidance and stuff. But I mean, I think you guys, you guys have all the things you need to succeed already. Yep. And it's just, you know, it's all over, but the doing. 100%. Thanks. Sweet. Yep. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you both. Yeah. This has yeah. been great. Absolutely. Go get them, guys. All right, guys. All right. Best of luck. Stay yeah. in touch. Yep. Thank you. We'll, we'll, do. Yeah. we'll be watching. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Bye. guys. Well, folks, there you have it. That is what a coaching session with the two of us looks and or sounds like. Yep. If you want to know what it looks like, you can actually go onto the YouTube channel. It's been there for two weeks at this point. That was a little Easter egg. I did I did mention that on uh, on the Musician Monday post of this week. But if you wanted to see all of these lovely folks, including us, uh, going through all of this stuff, the full coaching deal is unabridged on our YouTube channel. That's right. That's right. And if this is something that you are interested in doing, hit us up, coverbandconfidential at gmail.com or join uh, our Patreon at the uh, $30 a month level. Um, you got to hang out for a couple of months to uh, to get to that that situation, uh, but you can do that. Or you can just pay it a la carte and it's a little bit more than that, but I think it's worth it. Me too. I'm, uh, you know, hopefully the guys from Alt 95 come back from their first show, which I believe is coming up this very week. I think it is. That's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, excited and, to hear. Um, excited they, to hear. They let us know that it, you know, it was worth their while. So yeah. yeah. Excellent. Otherwise, guys, thanks for tuning in and sticking with us. Uh, we will be back next week with uh, a fresh recap of vacations and gigs and gear and all kinds of stuff. There but until then, in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of June 24th, 2022. Have a great week. And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of the Clinky Lincolns, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. The wins! The losses. The behind the scenes goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M, band. 
do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VanBand.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and backup vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit CoverBandConfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it for Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida. That was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! (laughs) 